This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's just no middle ground there. Like none whatsoever. Because then you end up handing it to Shedenja, and then Shedenja's like, ha ha ha! I win. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! And welcome to the 347th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my suave co-hosts, Zakran and Basket. I I don't know if those were suave voices. <laughs> that <like>. was not. <laughs> I was trying to be suave. It's kind of more scumbagish than anything. Else. <laughs> that was. Like, hey, hey, girl, how you doing? I'm Zakran. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of the funnier things I've seen. Or heard? No, I didn't see it. I heard it, but I I think that was pretty good. I'll take that. I'll accept it. As always, we are the Puckle Podcast. It stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name yours truly came up with in 2007. We will have an awesome show for you guys today. We have the news, the topic, which is going to be talking about useless items that we have never done before. Of course, another episode of Puckle's Poke Quiz, our poke of the episode today, and we're going to end everything off with a couple of mailbags, a couple of emails where you guys chime in and give us your thoughts. So let's get something done before that, though. And I want to know what you guys been up to lately in life and the universe and everything and Pokemon. Following inspiration from last week's episode, I decided to make a PU team on Showdown. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, I made a super weird set, and I've come to the decision that I really don't like how fairy typing is on Mr. Mime anymore because its ability was filter and i preferred having the the super effective hits from ghost bug and uh what one of those other things popping in the psychic got dark yeah and fairy typing negates all of those which just makes mr mine worse in my opinion but you do get the filter effectiveness against poison and steel now which is nice and anyway i put like phytinium on a mr mime and i thought it was really funny to watch it punch things if you're doing that on cart i feel like it would be even funnier Honestly, like yes. watching All Out Pummeling with Mr. Mime. I could see that being a blast. <laughs> yeah. I have a little story. So I live on a cul-de-sac 
at the end of a cul-de-sac, and in front of my neighbor's house, there's a really weird Pokemon Go anomaly where just, like, 15 Pokemon at a time will just spawn there, like, right in front of her house, only there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's supposed to happen, but it's really, really convenient because I go and walk, like, 20 steps, and then all of a sudden, like, all these Pokemon pop up, and usually there's, like, one or two rare ones there. So I uh, went and did that today. I managed to get a Feebas this morning. Oh, that's cool. That's really good. Yeah. That's awesome. I got yeah, so uh, my first I did. Alolan Pokemon this morning, actually. Did you get a Diglett and a Geodude? Well, no, it was it was a Geodude and a uh, Alolan ex- Executor. Oh, that's oh cool. yeah, because they made them super. They made them spawn a lot this weekend because of GoFest. Yeah. That explains it. Diglett and Geodude are brand new. Those are just new in okay. general. That's cool. <clears throat> Those were the last two that they need outside of Alolan Marowak and Alolan Raichu. Those are the only two that are unreleased now. I think you're going to at least see Alolan Marowak become a raid boss. I don't know about Alolan Raichu. They'll probably do something to make Alolan Raichu something big, some kind of event, you know? Yeah. As long as it doesn't suck, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to suck. It's Pokemon Go. Special uh, pancake-related item. <laughs> really, really quick, I wanted to let the podcast members know. So this this new August Pokemon Go one where it's going to be Eevee? Yeah. All of you should get out there and do that. Because if you're having type coverage issues in Pokemon Go, this is going to help you out so much. Because every single one of the ones that are available, except for Umbreon, are extremely usable when you're attacking gyms and things like that. And it's only 25 candies, right, to, like, evolve them. So yep. you can have, like, a whole team of water, electric, psychic, and fire to go up against raid bosses and stuff like that that are actually viable. So I would highly suggest you guys to do that. Hey, mate, I'm just doing it for the shinies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the special perk of this time? I don't. They usually don't announce it right away. Okay. Oh, so they... It's three times Stardust. Oh, oh, like that perk. Oh, I was I was thinking good. of the move that Eevee will have. You pop us. Oh, like they're not going to tell you. Oh man, that's a lot. Wow. The last time they did three times Stardust, my star piece didn't stack on top of it, and it made me really sad. Oh. There was like a bug, and I it was just I, it crushed my heart. That would suck because uh, Stardust is so hard to come by. Yeah. Right. You just want to level up everything, and it's just never enough. Ugh. Yeah. So I want to ask you, Basket, what have you been up to, man? How's life? The universe, Pokemon. It's just been Pokemon Go for me. I haven't had enough time to sit down and play much of the games or anything. And I can just do Pokemon Go, you know, on my work break. So that's essentially Absolutely. what I'm doing. <clears throat> as far as regular life, just working and I completed the final draft for the comic that I'm doing. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I sent it out to a couple other people as well to get back different takes from it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. I've already started drawing it and everything, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah, as for myself, I haven't been doing too much Pokemon stuff, mostly because next week's PuckleCon. So for those of you who are just like, man, I really can't wait to drive from California to Ohio next week, or just like, I have the free time to do that, you can come to the Dayton, Ohio Convention Center on July 21st and 22nd, come to PuckleCon. We're going to have so many events. I need to pull it up right now because I have not read all of the events on the show. I just keep alluding to different ones. So let me read you the schedule right now because this is going to be pretty hype. And if you don't come, you're going to miss it. So from 10 to 6, we're probably going to be doing a standard TCG tournament that you can come and play in. It's going to be $20 to register for that. 
because we need we want to do prizes and we're going to do a lot of prizes. Fifty percent of that goes to prizing. The other ten dollars will be going to the venue cost. So for everybody that jumps in, we have three packs of Pokemon cards that just j- drop into the prizing. You that know? is crazy so, for like a tournament. Yeah, isn't that yeah. nutsos? Like most places don't even like they might do the one consolation pack. Exactly. So it, I mean, you just drop they we drop like three packs into the prize pool, and it's going to be crazy. You'll probably just get a pack for playing for sure. But if not, like the prize support's going to be nuts. And also, we're going to have side events that day if you're not into the TCG. So if you're not into the TCG, on Saturday, the 21st at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a gold, silver, and crystal virtual console tournament. It's going to be fun. You can play with those teams, and you can battle each other, and it's going to be great. There is no level cap. Let me tell you, there is no level cap. (laughs) So you can use whatever level Pokemon you have. I'm sure Claude9 will beat you. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He is, like, super prepped for that, by the way. He's incredibly prepped. Oh, my lord. Uh, at 1 p.m., we're going to be doing a multi-battle tournament on the video game cart, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going to be doing a Little Cup tournament. Can we do a black and white rotation battle tournament, please? Not right now, because <laughs> I already put this up three months ago, and we're not changing the rules now. We need to change it now! And for all of those, those are pretty cheap to get into. We're going to be selling tickets for entry. All of those are going to be taking three tickets and so you can buy one ticket for $2 or three for five. You can also buy single tickets and use those to, to jump into like pick up TCG, VGC, and TCG tournaments, Pokin tournaments. Uh, we will be doing TCG drafts as well. We have supplies for like two or three drafts. So if you want to do that, that's going to cost more tickets. Those are probably something, I think they're on the order of like 10 or 12 tickets. I, I forgot the price already. So you'll, you'll see the sign up anyway. Those are going to be really fun, though, too. If you've never played the TCG before, those are a good time. are incredible. They're so much fun. And so we have, like, the Ultra Prism pre-release packs for that. That's not it. That We're just done with Monday or Saturday. We have, we have Sunday. There's fun on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, if you play the VGC, you can come on down around 9 o'clock and get registered for $10. You can jump into a VGC tournament, and we'll be doing that all day. But at the same time, we'll have side events. If you don't play the VG- VGC and you're like, man, I still want to play TCG, well, guess what? We have a theme deck tournament happening at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So that's going to be a blast. Theme deck tournament is a blast, by the way. We did that last year. It was so much fun. I love theme deck tournaments. I think I brought it up last time, but Seth Vilo had the best one. <laughs> yeah. So can you bring, like, theme decks from any set? From any set, because they're all relatively balanced together. I don't and know, like, the, the ones... No, not at all, but you uh, they're pretty bad. Some of them are pretty bad. If you want to do that and you're looking to win, it's a really quick Google to figure out what decks are available and how viable they are. Garchomp. Garchomp. <laughs> like, that's the answer. It's like any theme deck, right? From any time. Any theme deck. Theme deck, not, like, Battle Arena decks. That needs to be made clear. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably have a couple extras floating around if you want one. We also are going to have a Battle Royale tournament going on at 1 o'clock. And then following that, we have at 3 o'clock, probably the closing ceremonies of PuckleCon will be the Pokemon Stadium 2 minigame tournament that everybody is assuredly hyped for. The winner gets uh, the privilege of being sacrificed to Giratina. Yes, that is exactly the prize. <laughs> it's not like 10 Pokemon packs or something. <laughs> if you've never played Pokemon Stadium minigames, it is like you don't have to know a darn thing about Pokemon. <laughs> no, anybody can play. Yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> you just have to be really fast at pushing buttons. 
<laughs> I hope this PuckleCon is really good because if it is, we can continue growing and we can do a lot of more awesome things. And one of the things I really want to see, I, I want like parents to have something to do so they don't feel like they're sitting around. Uh, we're we're going to have poking up. We we have those TVs now. We're going to have like some N64s plugged in so you can just kind of play in between and hang out. It'll be a good time. I'm pretty excited. If you remember, last year it was a parent that won the TCG tournament. That was. That is so true. <laughs> that was awesome. It was, it, was, it was someone's mom playing this awesome yeah. uh, Lapras deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. A mom won PuckleCon last year. All right. So, I mean, that's what I've been doing. I've been prepping for that. But I'm, I've never actually said everything that's going on. And I finally locked down the internet, so we're going to try to stream some of it. We're going to see how that goes. Good stuff. Um, Shamu's coming early, and he's going to help me try to figure out all the rigging for everything that we need. I haven't told him he's helping me with that, but it's fine. He he can find out. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be it, though, guys. We are going to kick it on over and go talk about some news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we have so much to talk about today, actually, in the news. I did not prep you guys for this, by the way. There's just going to be way too much news, and your heads are all going to explode. Can I stop you for just a second there, Thatch? Okay. I was going to Bulbapedia to take a look at recent news, like just now, and I am very forlorn to say that my Bulbapedia was immediately redirected to the Lickitung page. <laughs> I have no idea why. Let's talk about something that's not Lickitung. <laughs> I disagree. Let's talk about Lickitung news. So let's jump into what's going on. There has been a lot of stuff that's happened in the past few days. First of all, Funko Pop has joined with Pokemon, and they're going to be doing the first Pikachu Pop vinyl. That's going to come out very soon this July, so later this month, only in Target stores. Are we talking about Sodi Pop? No, Funko Pop, like the bobblehead. Oh, okay. Because I was <laughs> I was not thinking of that at all. I had no idea. I was thinking it was either a soda or it was like a pop music thing. And no. I was like, what is going on? It's Funko Pop. So you're going to get a Funko Pop Pikachu in the very near future. So you should definitely consider doing pop that. Jinx. Maybe one day. I mean, you can get the Jinx plush. They just dropped. It's only in Japan, I found out right now. The Fit 151 or something like that. It's a new plush line. They were going to be doing all 151 Pokemon for that, so you're going to have to import them, unfortunately, right now. However, some of those plushes already existed, by the way, because, like, the Zapdos plush and the Moltres plush and the Articuno plush I already bought. And it was, like, mm. from a different line a long time ago, but it's the exact same plushes that they were selling. I don't know how fun it would be to hug, like, a Zapdos plush. <laughs> I, I didn't buy it for that. I bought it because I was, like, super excited about my placement at St. Louis Regionals. And I'm like, which plush should I have for that? Because everybody has a plush that they carry around for that kind of nonsense. I'm like, Zapdos. No. He was a star. And so I got the Zapdos plush and I got the others. Oh, yeah. That's like what they do at Worlds where like in the yeah. junior competitions, especially like the kids bring like their enormous Pokemon plushies. And mm -hmm. since they're allowed to have it, they just like set it on the desk in front of them. Yeah. It's like stated in the rules that you're allowed to have that. Yeah, it okay, so I, I'm a Pokemon judge, so like the rule is you can have it as long as it doesn't like inter infringe upon the other person's play space. Exactly. Or like distract them too much. Those plushes are coming out and it's only thirty of them as of right now, but in November they're gonna be releasing the other hundred and twenty one. 
which will include Jinx. So you can Excellent. get your Jinx plush imported. <laughs> My favorite thing is, though, like out of the 30 they chose, Diglett's one of them. <laughs> I want Diglett. You're not going to find out what's under that. I know, but I just want the plush so like I can put it on things so it looks like he's coming up out of my table and stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I think it would be I adorable. I don't think it'll look like that. I don't think that's what it's going to look like. We're going to move on just a little bit more. We got a new trailer for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, along with a bunch of cool artwork. The trailer didn't really reveal anything. It just gave us artwork for Brock and Misty. Uh, Misty's in a very precarious pose in her artwork. I would encourage our listeners to go look it up themselves because I do not hmm. want to describe it on air. Precarious, like going to fall off a cliff or like precarious is in like a precarious social, you know, situation where the latter discuss it. The, oh, okay. Okay. I see the latter, <laughs> but they also came out with this like sweet Canto map. It's so cool because it has artwork, like not good artwork, but like little cartoons of all of the original 151 Pokemon with the map of Canto. And it's so legit. I want to get a really high-res version of it and just kind of, like, put it on a canvas or something. It's so cool. Like, circle and big red Sharpie marker, the SSN, and show, like, how does it get out of Vermilion Harbor? Because they, it's smaller than the rocks, okay? It, it actually does. It's smaller than the rocks. There's just a cloister in the way. It's, oh yeah they do have a cloister you just the cloister's just artwork so it can get out there and then everybody's like but it can't get out past the cycling road the cycling road's a bridge yeah it can right. it just goes underneath the cycling road and it's fine so i've told you why your reasoning's not good nice retconning thatch nice retconning. <laughs> so i fixed all of your issues with that and also they revealed that eb is getting a gender difference like what? pikachu in its tail it gets like a little heart shape on its tail Eevee's tail color pattern changes and like it gets a little heart on its tail when it's a female. Okay. Also, they revealed that you battle the legendary birds in this, a game where you don't actually do any wild battles. You battle the legendary birds much like a raid, I guess, in a way. Okay. And then you probably get the opportunity to catch them after you defeat them. So that's kind of a cool feature. It's also a little (laughs) argumentative because it's just like, why would you take away all of the wild encounters, but these you're going to keep in? But I think they have some kind of story presence, story reminiscence as well. The other thing that didn't make it to the U.S. trailer that I'm a little disappointed about is that Jesse and James are actually in this game because this is a Pokemon Yellow remake. They made it a true Pokemon Yellow remake by putting Team Rocket back into the actual gameplay, just like Pokemon Yellow, which is They're the ones that, that, that you fight to get the fossils, right? Yeah. Well, you also fight them in a couple different places in Pokemon Yellow. Right. So they'll show up other places, but they are the ones you fight for the fossils in Pokemon Yellow, and that's the that's the scene that they showed. If I'm correct, we have quite a bit of Pokemon Go news, right? Oh, we have a bit of Pokemon Go news. Are you ready for this? Lugia is coming to raid battles this weekend, right? Lugia is in raid battles this weekend because we can, and why not? It's Pokemon Go Fest. Let's do it. In yep. addition to that, they actually put out this artwork recently that showed some Gen 4 Pokemon. For as a Pokemon Go advertisement. <gasps> and so Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup are in this artwork, along with other Pokemon that have been previously released for Pokemon Go. So watch yes. out for that. It means po- Gen 4 is on the horizon. Finally, I can get like five Probo passes. That's all anybody wants. <laughs> I'm just so excited that the final evolutions for so many Pokemon are going to be available. Like, because... That's what's right? really been bothering me that I've wanted out of Gen 4 is just... You're just going to see like 50 people, like, uh, no, like a bunch of people suddenly have like 50 Honchcrows or something. 
Oh, Hodgecrows. <laughs> the big thing that I'm really concerned with seeing is Rhyperior. Ah, because Rhydon's really good in Pokemon Go. And you're just going to be like, yeah, he's already 2,800 CP or 3,000 CP. And he's going to yeah. evolve. It's honestly one of the better attacking Pokemon. Yeah. Because it has a higher attack stat than stuff like Tyranitar and Aggron. Yes. I'm like doubly worried about Rhyperior because they did is they they recently redid how CP and attack and stuff are mm-hmm. generated. So basically Pokemon with extremely low stats in one thing and then extremely high stats in another get this giant boost. So like right now, Al- Alakazam's always been like viable, but right now Alakazam's like crazy good because of that disparity. Mm-hmm. You have to be like a super solid Pokemon for that to have not like messed you up like Snorlax or things like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is, but there's a Pokemon right now that can 1v1 Snorlax as long as it's the same CP level, which mm-hmm. was like never a thing before. I actually think it was Rhydon. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They also announced the next community day is going to be Eevee with three hour, three times Stardust and three hour lure modules as usual. However, they're doing it for two days. Instead of one day, I believe. So they're right. going to be doing it from in the Americas, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time. So 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern on both August 11th and August 12th. That's cool. So you're going to be able to get two of them. They could be shiny and they'll get another move that they can learn. Also, because Pokemon Go Fest is going on and they're just like, remember how bad it was last year? And everybody goes, yeah. They have released <laughs> Alolan Geodude line, the Alolan Diglett line, and shiny Plusalan Minum. Have fun with that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemans. So right. that is going to be it right now for the news. If we do have Puckle news, first of all, PuckleCon's happening this weekend. So you should come to PuckleCon. And it's on uh, July 21st and 22nd. I know we already talked about it. I just wanted to say it. Summer League is also happening. So come by and get your badges. There's only three weeks left for badge collection. So you got to come and get it now. Yep, it, you still have plenty of time. Like a lot, our gym yeah. leaders are working hard to give you as much time to battle them as possible. Honestly, at this point, if you can't get their gym time, just message them politely and mm-hmm. like be like, "Hey, can you battle me?" And then they'll, more than likely, they'll be like, "Hey, I can do it at this time." And then you'll have a chance to battle them, earn your badge, and then enter the summer league tournament and then win that sweet two DS XL if you manage to beat Scrum. <laughs> you have to get the badges first. You only have like two now, right? I have four badges, thank you very oh, much. Oh, man. Oh, man. How many of them were given to you Ash Ketchum style? Thanks. I, I only award my badge to people who help me help me put out the fire at my gym. Okay? You tried really hard, so I'm going to give you this badge. Unfortunately, Puckle is the underground Champions League, so we only give badges to winners. <laughs> <laughs> to winners all right all right <laughs> it's okay don't, don't feel bad like if you don't get your badge the first time i've had to rematch everybody so far except i think wait i didn't have to rematch whimsicott but like i got lucky <laughs> yeah it's a good time though we have a blast so definitely check that out if you want to learn competitive pokemon also for a chance to win a 2ds xl moving on from there i think that is all of the news we have so what we are going to do guys is we are going to kick it on over to puckles pokey quiz where we are going to quiz our co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Learned.
and welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Of course, that means no browsers. They have to use what's in their heads. They cannot use any help or lifelines. This will be a series of five questions. Basket and Scrawn will be operating as a team, and they will get joint points together. They are playing against all the other co-hosts for a Pokemon plush from PokemonCenter.com of $20 or less in value. Excellent. It is a race to 30 points. Right now, Scrawn is in the lead with eight, actually. So good yes. for him. So we are going to go ahead and uh, get Batch, started. I have a question. Yes. Uh, can I have the Lickitung Bulbapedia page open? No. You cannot. Oh. <laughs> All these questions are about Lickitung. <laughs> but we are going to go ahead and start the uh, questions. You guys have five questions. One hint to use throughout all of the questions. There's also one question that includes a bonus point. You can, of course, cash in that hint, though, for an extra point if you get all of the questions correct without it for a possible total of seven. If you guys are ready to go, I am ready to ask you some questions. I'm ready. My body is ready. All right. So this first question comes to us from Ironcaster. He wants to know, what was Ash's original starter choice? at Professor Oak's lab. Do you know Basket? I, I want to say it was like a callback to something. I think it might have been Bulbasaur. Was it? I, I, I want to say it was Charmander because of his fiery personality. But I thought I thought that's the one that Gary got. Uh, that would make sense, though, because, like, Gary, like, took everything from Ash or, like, had the perception of taking stuff from Ash. Because, like, I'm better than you. Gary, Gary, he's so cool. I would guess Charmander, but... You know, I'll go with your gut feeling on this. Yeah, it might yeah. even be might even be Squirtle. Who knows? I think that was why it was so important that he ended up getting a Charmander because he had always wanted one or whatever. I don't know. That's what I would guess. What is your final answer? <clears throat> you decide, basket. You're bringing up a really good point, but I feel like Bulbasaur. That is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is actually Squirtle. It's exactly uh, for the reason that you guys said, though. It was because Gary got that one. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, Gary's starter was Blastoise, or Squirtle. He had a Blastoise at the end, and then there was a huge showdown between the Blastoise and the Charizard. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there you guys go. All right, so for another awesome anime-related question, this one comes from Shira. She wants to know, what is the only shiny Pokemon that has shown up in the Sun and Moon anime thus far? The Sun and Moon anime it has to be. Oh my god! I don't know a darn thing about it. You guys should watch it, by the way. It's very good. I did. I, I watched some of it. I'm trying to remember. <sighs> Let's see. It is on Netflix. This, this episode, in particular, is on Netflix. Of course, you guys do have the hint as well. Doesn't like a shiny Meryl show up in the game, or what is it? A shiny Execute is what it is. Yeah, the guy has a shiny Execute. Is that what it could be? I have no idea, man. It is a Gen 7 Pokemon, so like... Oh. Hmm. It's going it, one of those fun-looking ones. Did you did you say which character has it? None of the main characters have it, but not the shiny version of it. Here, let's see, use our hint on this one. It's in an episode where it revolves around Sophocles, the electric-type trainer. He had He has actually one of these, but it's not shiny. Uh, probably it's Vikavolt then. Yeah, let's let's say Vikavolt. If there, or, or, or it or. it could like Sophocles' whole thing is like Chargebug and his horde of Chargebugs, but like oh, it's I probably Chargebug. Would they really race? I, I they look like buses. 
That is true. It would be funny. <laughs> I'm going to need an answer. I think we're going to go with the funnier answer and say Charger Bug. That is correct. Yes! It Woo! is Charger Bug. There's an episode in the anime where Charger Bug essentially, they, they build these little cars for Charger Bug. And it <laughs> empowers them and it turns the wheels. That and is so funny. It races against a shiny Charger Bug, which is just a red Charger Bug. That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, it's a very, very fun, uh, fun one. All right, so this next question comes from Hens, H3NZ. And he wants to know, what flying type Pokemon has the ability Steadfast? Uh, so generally fighting types have that. But this is so, a flying type. Right. Oh, wait, this isn't from Hens. I lied. This is from Hydra. Okay. Steadfast. But flying type Pokemon was Steadfast. Like, oh. that feeling <laughs> okay, says... I I, okay, I, I know this one. It's Scyther. Is it? Yeah, it totally is. Because I got I got a Scyther with Steadfast. <laughs> and I was so upset because I was like, this is crap. <laughs> All right, you know, I'll go with that. Someone was like, I, someone was like, dude, I'll give you, what did they give me? They gave me something I really wanted because they just wanted it for their collection. And mm. it was completely useless. They're like, oh, that's its hidden ability. Because I didn't even know it had it. Like, I thought it was something, like, brand new. And, um, yeah, someone traded me, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was something, it was some baby Pokemon with a move that I needed for another Pokemon. I mean, getting its hidden ability is actually a big deal, because I believe Technician is Scizor's hidden ability. Ooh. Let me double check that, but I might be lying. I don't think it is. Uh, Nope, it's light metal. It's garbage. Nope, Steadfast is garbage. Ah! That is so garbage. All right, so your answer is the Scyther is your final answer. That yeah. is correct, by the way. That is correct. We're talking <laughs> about Scizor. So that is two points for you guys today. Our I'll next question is the bonus point question, and okay. there is actually three answers. I'll, you only need two. This is about right. Pokemon Go. Excellent. What Gen three Pokemon lines have yet to be released in Pokemon Go? Gen three. Pokemon lines. Mm. Oh, wow. Snag already answered them in his car, by the way. I know. He totally did. I've heard uh, him talk about are we before. Are we talking about, like, uh, legendaries and stuff? Is that... That technically is an answer. I mean, because I didn't say not legendaries, I'll give you that, but okay. there aren't that many of them. Because I can name off, like, a lot. <laughs> are we going to take the easy road out of this? Actually, basket? all the legendaries, I think, have been out. Because no, they were just originally um, rotating. It's, just, it's only Regice that's out. Regirock, Registeel's not out. I thought they were out in different countries. I'm pretty sure Rollicanth isn't out. Mm, right? No, I know I know Clamperl isn't out yet, so that means that uh the Clamperl. Okay. The, the nose the, the nose fish uh yeah, Gor, Gorbis, Gorbis and uh Huntail. Those aren't out yet. Um, it's the Clan Pearl evolutionary line, yeah. So that's one answer. I, I, I'm pretty positive about that because um, I have a relicant. Do you? Okay. But Do you yeah, have Love Disc. Are those out? Yeah, those are. Um, I'm pretty positive I have one. Oh, are Chimeco out? I, I have no idea. I don't think but Chimecos yeah, are. Out. Yeah, no, they're totally out. I really? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm gonna go with uh, Clan Pearl, but as a backup, I'm gonna say Regirock, Regisable. Deoxys and uh, Jirachi. Okay, fine. Those count, but the real answer <laughs> is the Ninkata, Clamperl, and Spinda lines. 
Ah, um, okay. those are not okay. out yet. But I'll take both. You'll get two points. That's four points for you guys today. So that seems like a whole lot of work to try. Yes, to like I agree with that. With. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's different, and you are you are you sure Spin is out? Because I'm like almost positive. It's not out. It's not out. I'm, it's I'm almost positive. I have one. I'm. You know what? I'm going to pull up Pokemon Go right now because I, I swear I have a Spinda. You do not. I bet you a million bajillion dollars. <laughs> All right, well, anyways, we can continue. All right, so our last question, as always, is a base stat question, and I hope you guys are ready for this. I want to know what normal-type Pokemon has the lowest base attack stat. There are actually two of them that are tied for it, but I only need one. Normal, normal uh, Lowest base attack stat. It also turns out to be the lowest base attack stat ever. Are we talking about, like, the lowest evolutions? I don't care, as long as it is one of the Pokemon that is named. Oh, man, I don't even remotely know. Normal-type Pokemon with really poopy attack. Like, really mm. poopy attack. Like, first thing that comes to mind is, like, Igglybuff and Cleffa. But... So, yeah, Cleffa's that's... not a normal-type, so... I'd say... Mm, I guess I'd say Igglybuff. I don't really know what else. Because I know Hapini is, like, canonically, like, super powerful for its size, but it might not actually be. I'm try- What other ones have, like, special moves? Oh, uh, 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 Cast Form. Maybe. Cast form, well, maybe yeah. Lowest true. base attack stat ever. I don't have a definitive on this, but I'm going to go with it. You know what? Can we just give one answer? Or You said two. So. There are two of them, but I only need one of these answers. All right. What do you want to go with, Basket? What, what were our choices again? You said Igglybuff, and, and what was the one I said again? That's the only one that comes to mind for me. <laughs> uh, oh, I said uh, cast form. How positive are you about Igglybuff? I know it's like basically a puffball that can't do anything. Right, but I know, I, like, one of its first attacks is, like, Pound, though. I don't know if that's just to psych you out or <laughs> or what. Mm. Sure, let's go with Igglybuff. That is, unfortunately, incorrect. Igglybuff isn't even, like, close to the lowest, turns out. Igglybuff's got a base 30 attack. The one oh. that has the lowest attack is Happini, tied with Chansey. Happini? It, yep. You know, in like Pokemon Ranger, it's like lifting enormous boulders and stuff, right? Yeah, but attack doesn't mean strength. Ah, that makes no sense. Ah! Yep. It's got a base oh. 5 attack. Magikarp is next in line with base 10, tied with Shuckle and Blissey. I can't even... Oh, I. That is where we are going to end the trivia segment. That gives you guys a total of 4 points for today, so that's not too shabby, though. Yeah, so we are going to go ahead and give you guys those points and we are going to jump right back into it. So right now we have in first place, Scrawn with 12 points, followed by Gator with seven, Sublime with sixth, Shamu and Maximus are tied with five points. Basket comes up right after that with four and Jushiro has one. So catch us next week for another exciting episode of Puckles Pokey Quiz to see our coast, see if they can answer all of these Pokemon questions. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube, all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast.
And on to the topic today. Our topic is going to be useless items and how to make them good. Both Gron and Basket have lists of items that they think are useless, <laughs> and I'm probably going to find uses for like half of them. But, yeah, but like they're <clears throat> mostly useless, and that's the point. We're going to make them so that they're like what would need to be added to these items to make them actually useful in competitive play. That's fair. Right. So, Scron, let's start with you. Like, let's just jump right into it. What's one of them that you, what useless item do you have? I'm just going to start with, like, the most useless item of all time, in my opinion, and it's the ring target. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> right. So, for people at home, let them know what the ring target does. If you give a Pokemon a ring target, moves that normally won't affect them, I can't affect them. So, okay. it's basically like handicapping yourself. So, like, the application of this weapon would presumably be to give a Pokemon that knows, basically, Trick or Switcheroo, this item, and then you give it to, like, a ghost Pokemon opponent or, like, a Pokemon that, like... Or a fairy or a steel. And then suddenly moves that normally wouldn't affect the Pokemon affect that Pokemon. I don't even know how you can make that good. Yeah, because, like, you're using (laughs) your item slot for this very specific strategy in a very specific situation to affect a very small amount of potential opponents. And you're using a turn and a move slot as well. They would have to have some kind of huge shift in the way Pokemon is played for that item to become any kind of relevant. Because it's not like you could do the opposite because then the item becomes super OP, right? You go moves Mm -hmm. that would usually affect you don't affect you. That would just break the game. That makes that item too good. There's just no middle ground there. Like, mm-hmm. none whatsoever. Because then you end up handing it to Shedenja, and then Shedenja's like, ha ha ha! I win! <laughs> so how do we make this item playable? You can't. <laughs> we just make... You know what I think? I think you can. I think you can make it playable. Okay, I'm, I'm interested. It doesn't affect the holder, but rather the whoever the holder is facing. Yes, The holder go. can affect all of the things that normally couldn't affect. I would agree with that. The only, it's like a free foresight then. Yeah, basically. I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. Yeah. So like give it to a high dragon. Yeah. You can give it to a high dragon. That would be nice. We were, we were talking. So battle cast comes out this in two Thursdays. It comes out on the 26th. We've already recorded it, but we were talking about actually fairy types and the abundance of fairy types that exist right now. It would be really cool to have that item. The problem is I could see that getting a little out of control. Yeah, but I don't think it's that good, though, because generally, like, with a lot of Pokemon, you want stuff that boosts damage and such. So, like, it it sort of counter-specific metas of, like, ghost and fairy-type Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really good, honestly. Like, good good enough, as in, like, it would change things I feel like it's a little too good. Like, just a little... It's not super game-breaking, but it's, like, Landorus-level good. Or, like... Mm, you could give like a Pokemon with rapid spin that so that spin blockers don't even like are be a thing anymore. I could see it if there was some kind of limitation they could put on it for like base power moves. Like maybe mm-hmm. what it does is it halves your attack or something in exchange for that. Oh, that, that ah, ah. you'd probably still see it on supports then because like supports only had one powerful move like Draco Meteor and then like you have like rapid spin or something. I don't think anything learns. Draco Meteor and Rapid Spin, maybe. Maybe Shell Gun. So like, maybe like I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I could see that working though, where you get 
like you you go oh it has the attack or something like that that way it is somewhat balanced so that you're not like oh high dragon remember how we tried to balance you with fairy types we'll see you later fairy types nobody cares yeah but <laughs> let, then like the move slot for hydrogen is used up by the ring target so i don't think it's really that overpowered because uh, like, i don't know because if you typically the only the other thing you can see hydrogen using is choice scarf or life orb and I feel like if you get to the point where a Pokemon like Hydreigon, not Hydreigon specifically, but just a Pokemon like Hydreigon, who can't be properly countered. And on top of that, you add uncertainty to the meta because you don't know if that Pokemon's holding that item or not. And that makes a huge difference. I just, I feel like that would be a little too good. I don't want to get hung up on making Ring Target good. We've already spent like five minutes on that. <laughs> because you have anything you want to talk about, Basket? <laughs> I've got a few more. Yeah, Basket, you have one? So basically, safety goggles, when you read the description, it kind of sounds like it might be somewhat useful. Mm -hmm. Um, It protects from powder moves, hail and sandstorm. There's a lot of powder moves that can be really annoying. It's used a lot in VGC, actually. Like, safety goggles are used a lot. Yeah, but from what I've noticed, they're essentially used because someone already has leftovers on something. Leftovers heal the same health percentage that you get damaged by health and sandstorm. So I'm aware that Spore is huge in, in VGC. Safety goggles could be really helpful with that. I don't know. I feel like Leftovers and Lumberry usually can take the place of that. I don't agree with that. I think safety goggles have a very specific use. It's used a lot in VGC. Like, it's not just because Leftovers are on something else. It's mostly to counter things like Amoongus. Like, ever since Amoongus came in, safety goggles have been mm. in play. Because Spore is a huge part of the game. Sleep is a huge part of the game. If you watch the finals from the North American International Championships from this past weekend, safety goggles would have made a huge difference. Because game one, Justin gets swept hard because they because Jeremy gets into a position where he can put both Pokemon to sleep with the Moongus. And it just allows for it just allows for cleanup in a game. It was nuts. But safety goggles, I think there should be more items like safety goggles, personally. Or maybe some kind of item that prevents statuses. I mean, I guess if we have that to an extent in the berries. But something that's more permanent than the berries. But I guess that could be broken to an extent. So, kind of bridging off of that, we have the protective pads item. And I'm not sure if you guys have heard of those. Go ahead. Yeah, explain what that does. The protective pads protect from the secondary effects of moves. For example, if you were to use a sludge bomb, there's a 30% chance for the opposing Pokemon to be poisoned. Well, that 30% chance is gone if the opposing Pokemon is wearing protective pads. And frankly, it's pretty useless. You n- yeah. Nothing ever wears protective pads. So It's like baby assault vest. Yeah, it's, it negates stuff like, you know, Ironhead's flinch chance or like the, say, Moonblast's special attack lowering chance. Stuff it's like, like that. the item that you run. When you like want to, what is it? Because it, it's like what Basket was saying with you ran out of items to put in that spot or you ran out of item slots on your Pokemon. In VGC, that is where you have item claws, not no you. You don't have item claws and no you. And you're just like, man, I don't want to lose to flinch. So then you, you run protective pads because you're scared of getting flinched by rock slide a bajillion times. Yeah, it would negate the flinch, wouldn't it? That's, yeah. that's fun. Hmm. That's, that can be tricky. I, I think this item has a lot of potential. Uh, one of the ways I think it could be made better is if it actually lived up to its name and like gave point like point nine times modifier to like damage it the Pokemon receives or something like that. Something uh, minimal, but something yeah. that makes a difference. Yeah, like, that'd be that, pretty good. That would be interesting. Like a really slight defense buff. I guess the problem with that is, and you kind of get into like Eviolite territory. 
with that yeah, if you do like, like defense busts. Maybe if it was certain type of attacks, like just physical attacks or something like that. Um, yeah, but even then, yeah. that just makes the item worse. When you when you make it like to when you isolate any kind of item to moves that make contact, it just makes it kind of meh. Yeah, I see. I think that's probably hmm. that's the problem. But baskets, I know you have a list. I didn't mean to crush your yeah. hopes and dreams about safety goggles. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 totally it's fine. I uh, I have a redo here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny not. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If, if the holder, we're not, we're not, because we're not talking about talking competitively. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I picked some that were, that are extremely helpful in other ways, but competitively are useless. That's fair. That's fair. Destiny not, for an example, um, if the holder's infatuated, then the other Pokemon is now infatuated. That's just silly and ridiculous. That's bad. <laughs> like, it's like synchronized, but affection. Yeah. And it's only affection. <laughs> it's. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That player has to have a Pokemon that is based on infatuating you in order for it to ever see any, like, for you to ever get help. I think attraction only comes into play with, like, a few Pokemon that have cute charm as an ability. Yep. I, that's yeah. really the only reason. I would also, I don't know, I feel like the way you fix that is you make a self-inflicting. So, like, if a Pokemon hits it with contact, they have a chance to get infected, sort of, like, well, with cute charm. Well, it's, like, cute charm, but, like, self-inflicting, like, in the... in. Like a move, kind of like rest, where you put yourself oh, to sleep, but yeah, yeah. you put yourself in love with the other Pokemon. It, it, it's like, it doesn't make any cool. sense because you might as well, instead of using that move slot, use attract. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like any way you try and slice it, it's, it's pretty useless because the opposing Pokemon, it's not like you can infatuate it and then switch out. Yeah. And then that Pokemon will be infatuated with the next one that comes out. That's not how it works. Yeah, I don't know how you fix that, like, competitively. I think that's one of those things. That's exactly the reason why they just left it to in-game pass on all the IVs. This is, this would be a fun way to fix it, maybe. So if the Destiny Knot basically made a Pokemon attracted with contact, but it happened the next turn or whatever. So, like, if you had a move, like U-Turn, right? Mm-hmm. And you hit it with the Destiny Knot attached... It would infatuate that Pokemon, but your Pokemon's gone. The next one's out. So if it worked like that, that would be kind of cool. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that much about the mechanics to know if that would actually work. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. It would be so I want to bring up a couple because I want to make sure we get to them. I, I think they're both on your list, but I want to. I want to bring up two items specifically. I want to bring up Absorb Bulb and Luminous Moss because they're essentially the same item. There's also okay. Snowball. I guess Snowball to an extent, but so Absorb Bulb and it, Cell Battery also falls into this category, but you have Absorb Ball and Luminous Moss and a few other items like this where if you're hit by a specific type of attack, you gain a stage in Special Attack, Attack, or uh, Special Defense, something along those lines. The problem with those is there's not much use. Like Luminous Moss is probably more useful than Absorb Bulb because you can get a special defense boost out of it. But the problem with like Absorb Bulb, where you get a special attack boost if you're hit by a water-type attack, things like Weakness Policy already exist, where you get two stages in attack and special attack if you're hit by a weak type or weakness, right? And that works really well on something like Dragonite. Yeah, so, with multi-scale. With multi-scale. It's anything with multi-scale, you can use Weakness Policy effectively. I think that you can fix these very, very, very easily. You 
before we get to that, like, I think stuff like this would be good if it were tacked on to, if it actually worked with the abilities such as Storm Drain. Storm Drain raises special attack when it's hit by a water type move, but it also negates the damage. And these yes. items require damage to be dealt to the Pokemon in order to activate. Yes, I, that's exactly what I was going to suggest, is that you give a one turn immunity to that attack. Right. Yes, that, you that go ahead and you give a one turn immunity to a water type attack to activate absorb bulb, a one turn immunity to electric type for cell battery, and then you give them the boost and then the items burned up. And they that's no almost that too good though. I don't that, think yeah, so. I don't think that so. could that could be awesome with unburden or acrobatics. That's true, but I can argue that you can already do something like that with with acrobatics. If you look at Honlucha right now, Honlucha is on like top of the world. It's literally because of the seeds for terrain and the tapus are really good at this point and everything. Mm-hmm. So Haluch is already there. I'm not too worried about unburdened abusing because it already happens and it's not going to go away. I just think it would be another thing that would be a lot of fun because, yeah, maybe Haluch can get a free switch on an electric type attack with cell battery. That'd be pretty cool. I think those are more fun, though. I, I can see it getting a little out of hand, but that's the point where you just kind of accept it and then Halucha gets banned to Ubers because it's too good, right? Because because his name's not Landorus, so he'll get banned. It would be crazy. It would be a crazy change to the DC meta though, because you'd be able to potentially just have it on there to be able to switch for certain counters. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, if you know you're going to be hit with a rock slide and you're trying to bring out crazy good flying Pokemon or whatever, you know, throw it out there, and yeah. then you know whatever item gets rid of that, and it's just going to be it'll be really cool. I think. I don't know. I It's a really fun to theorycraft it. I'm sure that this would have a bigger impact on the meta if we did something like that. But I feel like giving temporary immunity isn't that terrible of an idea. I think it would help bring a lot of other Pokemon into the mix and it would just shake up the meta, which would be fun. Maybe it becomes a little bit unpredictable because it's just like, well, does he have an electric immunity? I don't know. But you get to the point where it's just like, well, it's not viable for you to carry a cell battery, right? You're still depending on your opponent to hit you with a specific move. There's a lot of baiting that's involved. And I, I can see back in Gen 4 that being a huge problem because you didn't have team preview. But now you have team preview, so you have an idea of what's coming. I, yeah. I love this idea personally, but I also think it's going to manufacture even more salt in the community. Cause... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna, you're going to see these items get banned. If that happens, I'm sure that there'll be some smoke on petition. <laughs> I want to talk about the berries that I think are worst, in my opinion. And I'm going to, I say berries because there are two and they sort of fall in the same car- category. And it's okay. the Ganlon and Apricot berries. What do they do? These are the berries that when a Pokemon is at one fourth or below health, they raise defense or special defense by one stage. <laughs> and while, <laughs> while these can be used with like rest and stuff, at one fourth HP, a defense boost isn't going to really help you out too much. So that's it's just it's just another thing, uh, such as a pinchberry, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it could be used with rest. The other thing I would suggest for it is a Pokemon with gluttony. Ah, uh, that's true. Like if you look at Alolan Muck or Snorlax, they can get that boost. They could probably benefit for that and have health because they're both already relatively bulky Pokemon. Mm-hmm. However, I. I mean, there's obviously a reason they're not used, and that's probably because things like the pinch berries are significantly better. You definitely want like a Salic or Lychee or yeah, like something that raises speed is significantly better. There's occasionally those used. I think you're gonna see something more like the Wicked Berry or the Apapa Berry or something in those places. It takes a high IQ to use uh, one of these berries. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, 
it takes a high IQ. It also takes like guts of steel. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because once you switch out, that that boost is gone. That item is gone. For a side note, before we end, I think there's one berry that is somewhat undervalued, and that's the cutsap berry. But that's not um, even existent right in the current meta. It's not existent in the current meta. The only meta that it exists in at all that's useful is one v ones. Yeah, and that's in Gen um, Four it, only, right? No, you can do you can. They did a uh, they did an online thing for it, and I think there's a one v one meta on Showdown right now. Oh, so Custom Berry is in the Gen Seven meta. Yeah, it's is in it? the Gen Seven meta. I I used it for. <clears throat> I might have used it in Gen Six. Oh, I, I think the Custom Berry is incredible. Yeah. What does that do? Great. It exists. Yeah. So when a Pokemon hits uh, one fourth HP or below. The next turn, that Pokemon moves up in priority bracket by one, which means it basically gets a free priority move. That's cool. I was using it for, I was playing in this 1v1 tournament. It was one of the Nintendo-sponsored 1v1 tournaments. Mm -hmm. And I was running an Aggron with Reversal. (laughs) It it had Sturdy on it, so everybody would try to Oko the Aggron. (laughs) And then you get priority Reversal the next turn. Yeah, Reversal or Metal Burst work really well with it. Yeah. Oh, Metal Burst, is, that's what I was yeah. using. Metal Burst is even better. It was uh, Bastiodon with Berry in Gen 4. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Metal Burst, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a Steel-type move that does a lot of damage, yeah. <laughs> depending on how you use it. It's uh, it, it depend- The power varies. It's based on, I think, the weight of the Pokemon? I, mean, I we, forget. We can look it up so we don't spread information real quick. Yeah, I don't want to misspread the information here. Well, I while we're looking, wanna, I wanna make while sure we're looking that up, I want to bring up one more just because I think it's funny because it's, it's... Okay. Yeah, we'll end it here. Yeah, this is the last one. We've got we've got a Metal Burst power. Metal Burst does not have decreased priority and is basically counter and mirror coat mixed together. It does not require a specific damage source. So it's a strictly better counter or mirror coat that like fewer Pokemon have. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Boom. That's how you do and it. And it works with Custat Berry since it's, you know, it doesn't have decreased yeah. priority. All right, move move along, basket. I apologize. No, no, no problem. Um, so this one basically ninety nine percent of the time it's useless. Well, I guess technically ninety percent of the time it's useless. Focus band. Oh my gosh, yes. This one's hilarious to me. So it's it's a ten percent chance to survive any hit that would Oko. Right. In my opinion, completely useless um, on any Pokemon other than Shed- Shedinja. And when it's used on Shedinja, and you get those ridiculous like random chances that happen sometimes in Pokemon. It is absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious because when I heard about that, I was I was just messing around in Showdown and I survived like three super effective hits in a row <laughs> <laughs> and and took out a uh, it was a dual type fire Pokemon. And I survived two or three in a row because it was it was a low chance to, or a smaller chance to hit uh, move in the first place. And then on top yeah. of that, I got like two. And yeah, it was it was hilarious. Yeah. So what you can do to make it better is you can follow me on this one. Mm-hmm. You can use, instead of making a 10% chance for it to proc, make it a consumable and guaranteed to work once. If the Pokemon's at max HP. Oh, Oh, you mean like <laughs> focus sash. Exactly. <laughs> they already did this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's absolutely hilarious though. I enjoy it. Well, that's where we're going to end it here guys. And we'll be right back at you after this commercial break with the Pokemon of the episode. Professor Sycamore, have you tried that new energy drink, Green Tauros? I sure have, Trainer Thatch. It's amazing. I heard it gives you a hooves, man. 
Well, that's amazing. Well, what the heck happened to your hands? Green Tauros, give you hooves. Poke of the episode. And on to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 53, Persian, the lasagna Pokemon. Its round face is a symbol of wealth. Persian that have bigger, plumper faces are considered more beautiful. So we're going to focus on Alolan Persian for this one because Alolan Persian is good and not Alolan Persian is not good. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so the the better looking design is not good, but Garfield is good. Garfield is good. <laughs> but Garfield's fantastic. So we're going to look over here at Alolan Persian. He's got a base 65 HP, 60 attack, 60 defense, 75 special attack. 65 special defense and 115 speed. And it's just like, what? And you're just like, he's a support. That's literally yeah. what it is. Because Alolan Persian is currently probably in PU. It is in PU. Because it's a one trick pony, it does one thing and it does that actually pretty well. Persian is one of the few Pokemon that get access to the move Parting Shot. Parting Shot is available, I believe, to like three Pokemon. It is available to Silvali, Pangoro, and the Persian, the Alolan Meowth and Persian lines. Those are the only Pokemon that's available to you. One of the reasons why Alolan Persian is significantly better is it has access to the ability Fur Coat, which doubles its defense to like 120. Yeah, which so is it great. Can honestly, take a hit. Yeah. Yeah, because Fur Coat is actually a really good ability on top of that. So it's actually usable. Unlike the other Persian, which is a normal type. They both have the same weaknesses minus the fairy weakness. It's super cool. It's one of my favorite Pokemon, even though it looks hilarious or ridiculous, whichever way you look at it. I, I really enjoy it because it helped me out a lot in my Nuzlocke because dark Pokemon are really, they're super helpful. And Persian can act, or a little in Persian can actually take a good fighting type hit when you're going through the games. So it was really helpful as a, as kind of a pivot. And then it also has those, a few really good status moves. So mm-hmm. like Thunder Wave, I imagine. It gets Thunder Wave. It also, I mean, it, it's not bad. If you want to run it competitively, the way you do it is you just full up bulk it up, man. You just like 252 HP, but then you're 252 speed to take advantage of that 115 speed. You run Jolly or some kind of speed boosting nature. You could, you could run Timid, I guess. I, I would honestly say Jolly over, t- no, Timid. I would say Timid over Jolly because yeah. he has such a good move pool of special attacks. And so you could run but Parting Shot, Taunt, he gets Foul Play and Toxic. Now, that's that's pretty standard. I would also run Dark and EMZ because Z Parting Shot is amazing, but you could also get a Black Hole Eclipse off Foul Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those of you who are uninitiated, Z Parting Shot allows you to use Parting Shot like normal, which lowers the opponent's attack and special attack. You switch out, and the Pokemon that switches in on Z Parting Shot gets fully healed. Yeah. It's like as a wish mixed with paid. it. Yeah. Which basically makes it amazing. <laughs> yeah, other things that it gets, though, by the way, it gets a nice... The move pool of Persian is amazing. It gets access to Fake Out, which is always nice. On top of that, it gets a huge move pool of just random special attacks. It's got access to Shadow Ball. It's got access to Shock Wave. It's got access to Snarl. It's got access to Thunderbolt. Thunder. What is this? Why? Yeah. And on top of Why? that... 
it also it also has access to play rough because it can and seed bomb why seed bomb i have no idea power gem. <laughs> power just, gem. this goes on and on honestly he also gets access to hypnosis and icy wind everything has icy wind now <laughs> like everything just something to consider it's it's a decent pokemon it's not too bad yeah so take that for what you will even though normal person looks cooler the normal version does look cooler <laughs> unfortunately if there was a tier lower than pu it would be in it <laughs> it <laughs> would be true. <laughs> oh it's too bad because it's got the same move pool but it just can't do anything it's awful well at least giovanni loves you yeah, that's about it. It's good for being a cat. <laughs> it's good for being a cat. <laughs> yeah. All right, but it does have one TCG card in rotation, which isn't terrible, but it's definitely not good. Do you do you have that one basket? Or do you yeah, yeah, I have it up. It? I'll go for it. All right, so it's obviously Alolan Persian. It has 90 HP. It's a dark type. It has the first move, costs no energy. You can just do it for free. And it's essentially an attacking version of a Lysander, which one of your opponents benched Pokemon with their active Pokemon. That's almost significant. It's it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. The the only or I, I enjoy the idea of it. The only problem is that it's a two stage and yep. what deck you put it in. And then the next attack is Claw Rend for one dark uh, energy. It's thirty plus. If your opponent's opponent's active Pokemon already has any damage counters on it, this attack does thirty more damage. So it kind of can stack that way. Yeah, it's not it's not the best. Yeah, I mean, 60 damage at most. 60 damage for an energy isn't terrible, but I mean, you have GXs doing way more. Like Galissapod, look at Galissapod. It can pump out 150 damage with a choice band. It's and pretty crazy. I'm not a big fan of this car, other than the Lysander. But if it was a stage one, or if it was a basic, I feel like it would do much better. Like, you'd, yeah. if, you had a, if you had a basic version of this card, you'd be able to... You'd probably see a lot more play, because it's just like, oh, it's a free Lysander. And Lysander's out of the format, so it makes sense. Uh, outside of that, it's garbage. Like 90% mm-hmm. of Pokemon cards. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, wish I was yeah. lying. But well, they you, can't make them all good, or you know, you won't buy as much. I need to get the bulk, okay, guys? I need bulk. I need bulk Pokemon cards. A fun little trivia thing about Persian is that Rather than evolving at level 28, like normal Meowth does into normal Persian, uh, Alolan Meowth evolves via high friendship into Alolan Persian. I don't understand that, by the way. I absolutely love it because I always catch them in a luxury ball, which is my favorite Pokeball. You know, the whole thing of it being pretty and being like this, like, super fancy animal in a luxury ball. It works for me. It works for me. It has the nice aesthetic. (laughs) Yeah. I get that totally, mate. All right. Well, that's where we're going to wrap up this segment of the show. If you want to learn more about awesome Pokemon, you can do so by checking out PucklePodcast.com and our Discord. Do it. You won't. <laughs> I'm just I'm just edging them on, you know, because like... Edging them on. No, yeah. seriously, please come talk to us. We need more friends. Scron's <laughs> lonely and goes to the movies by himself. I'll play Pokemon Showdown with you if you specifically ask me to. All right. That is going to be it. We're going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. 
And welcome to the mailbag, the part of the show where we read listener emails on the air. And as always, it is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we will be reading out these emails. And if you are good at sending in emails, we will give you the Green Tauros badge or role on our Discord server, making your name green and separate from everyone else's. So (laughs) if you want to go ahead and submit an email you could do so at pucklepodcast at gmail.com of course Earn that green toros badge that does not count toward the summer league but still looks cool man maybe we should make it count towards the summer leagues maybe more people would go for it uh, i don't think so i don't think so either but it'd be silly uh so you can get you can go to do that but as always we have a prompt for you guys to listen to respond to this week our prompt was what games would you like to see pokemon cross over with and we have a couple of them here to read for you and we're very excited about it. But also, if you want to send an email in next week at PucklePodcast.gmail.com, we would like to know what items do you think are useless and how would you fix them? Send that in. PucklePodcast.gmail.com. I know we haven't hit on nearly enough of items. We only hit on like five or six today. So I'd love to hear yeah. what you guys have to say. Each one is honestly you could talk about for a long time and all mm-hmm. the possibilities. And- so yeah, send that in. All right, though, we're going to jump right into this first email from, I believe, Ethan. I don't yeah, think he gave it. us a name. He just called himself Ethan. Hey, y'all. Been listening in on my hour work commutes for over a year now, and I just want to thank y'all for putting an awesome podcast on for the community. Crossovers. Think about Pokemon and Mario Tennis Aces fusing into a beautiful entity. In my perfect world, there would be a selection of 16 trainers, or you could customize yourself. You could be Red, Blue, or other main characters, etc. And the story mode bosses would be Giovanni, other bad guys, etc. These trainers you face in story mode would have their own Pokemon, so the likes of Giovanni would send out a thick baby mama Nido Queen to smack a ball <laughs> at you at shattering speeds. But, I, <laughs> but as the protagonist, you would send out any list of unlockable Pokemon, and it would look as if the trainer is commanding the Pokemon like in a battle screen, but the Pokemon is act- the one actually playing tennis. Hope that makes sense. And the final boss could be a shiny Mega Charizard X or Mewtwo. Also, Shadow of the Colossus Pokemon Edition. Would you like to climb a Gudra and lay it to rest only to wake up a coma-ridden Misty? If that and 15 <laughs> other Pokemon giants appeal to you, let's get a Colossus remake with Pokemon and Ash is galloping around on a Mudsdale saving the world. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Alright, Crash Radicate. It's Crash Bandicoot platforming with everyone's favorite Endeavor Quick Attack Pokemon. <laughs> In daytime levels, it's a regular rat. And at night, it's a chunky black Alolan form. I hope this email finds y'all well, and I hope that it can actually contribute to the conversation. Best, y'all are awesome, Ethan. So I actually really like the idea of Pokemon sports games. <laughs> Just because... Well, so first of all, if we think about it, one... they. You guys haven't watched the Sun and Moon anime, but they did a really awesome job of making baseball a thing in the Sun and Moon anime. It's called like Pokey Base or something like that. Something stupid and cheesy. But the idea is you've got teams of six and it's three trainers and three of their Pokemon that play baseball together. Which is interesting because like the Pokemon can use their moves and stuff. And I would be down to see some kind of thing like that as a playable video game like i would get pokey based the video game i think that's a very fun concept because there's a character that has a snorlax and you would be like well snorlax isn't going to be really good running to bases 
But think about Snorlax using pulverizing pancake to run through the bases, right? <laughs> and you could have cool specials like that that could make yeah. the game incredibly interesting. So I would be down for like a Pokemon sports game of some sort. I want to watch a Lickitung run around bases with its tongue flailing <laughs> everywhere. Licky Licky. <laughs> Licky Licky learns rollout, actually. So you could just like roll around on the bases. Yeah. In the, what is it, the Dark Ride movie, there's a Licky Licky yeah. that just like sort of gyro balls everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> exactly great. right. No, I could totally see something like that happening. I would love for that game to happen. I don't think it will because I think they want to be somewhat conservative with the Pokemon franchise and kind of keep it in some kind of Pokemon lore in that universe. Because if you look at any of the spinoffs, I think the farthest they've gone off base with that is probably Conquest where they went into some weird like feudal Japan. Mm. And if you look at like any of the other spinoff games, mystery dungeon is still somewhat in a Pokemon universe. It's a slightly different one, but it contains a lot of Pokemon lore. But if you go to a Pokemon sports game, you're kind of taking that away though. I could see like pokey base. Like I said, it's in the anime. It could play very well into a video game. They might be preparing for that. Honestly, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually see it. But I don't know yeah. if it's coming anytime soon. Yeah, I'm like maybe it shows up on the eShop one day. Yeah, it just drops. It's just like, hey, by the way, the next Pokemon game's coming out on Switch. Also, by the way, you can play Pokebase right now. <laughs> and- yep. Knowing them, it would come out like literally right when everybody thinks they're announcing the new uh, you know, Gen 8 Pokemon game. And yeah. they'd just be like, we have a new Pokemon game for you. And then silence. And everybody's <laughs> like... Everybody's just like, oh, it's Generation 8, it's coming out, blah, 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 blah. And then it just drops, and it's like, play, play baseball with your pokey friends. <laughs> I would love that. All right, we've got another email from Birdkeeper Cobra. So if you want to go ahead and listen to that, or read that one, Basket, I would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Greetings, fearless leaders. Lots of great ideas for crossovers last week. I especially liked the idea of some kind of tycoon crossover. Wouldn't it be great if you could build your very own Safari Zone in the games that your friends could visit? You guys hit so many different genres. I'm having a hard time thinking of anything that hasn't been covered. Pokemon already expands to a wide variety of genres as it is. I might be doing this wrong. I'm thinking maybe you guys meant to crossover with other existing games. But I'd love to see a Pokemon game done in the cinematic style akin to Telltale's Walking Dead or Heavy Rain, essentially a story-driven Pokemon game with different outcomes based on choices you make. I think that could be a lot of fun. Let me know what you think. Best regards, still not Black Cobra. (laughs) I think that would be interesting, but you go ahead. I think you have a much better handle on that than I do, Basket. (laughs) I love and hate that suggestion at the same time because it's like, yeah, uh, Heavy Rain and um, uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead, um, those are both awesome, uh, fun games. And I do enjoy those uh, cinematic style games. Um, And uh, so I think it would be super cool. But the problem is, is that uh, Pokemon stories are never really very strong. So I feel like I'd be going through it, not getting any of the battles and um, just hearing about all of my companions that are following me tell me about how much they want to dance and things like that and 
it would probably be just horrible. Well, I, I think it's more along, you know, like one of the problems with having a game like that would be the choices would be far too easy because, you know, they're going to put like a situation where you have like you have to save either your your best friend or your starting Pokemon. Of course, everyone's going to choose the Pokemon. Jesus Christ. That's so true, though. <laughs> I, totally, yeah, I totally, totally agree. <laughs> like, if it were Scrawn hanging off the edge of a cliff and, like, a Totodile hanging off the edge of a cliff, I'm saving the Totodile, Scrawn. Uh, <laughs> although, although I do love the idea of them, like, keeping um, one aspect of, the, of every um, generation of Pokemon games where they ask you a question and you just have to click the right one because they just tell you, no, really, like... You, you don't you don't want to save this person well you probably should and then it the dialogue ends and then you have to click yes i do want to save them <laughs> <laughs> it's just being lied to the entire time like i feel every decision in the pokemon games ever is you you're yeah. incredibly correct i don't know i that thing would be a really cool way for a future pokemon game i don't think we'll say it with gen 8 i think at earliest you would see something like that with gen 9 because gen 8 i think they're going to play it pretty safe maybe start to push it a little bit more mature, a little bit more hardcore to the Pokemon experience, the main Pokemon experience, now that they have baby's first Pokemon in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. But then I could see Gen 9, where if it goes well in Gen 8, they go, yeah, let's crank this up a notch. And then we get a very story-driven Pokemon game with choices, and maybe you can start maybe two different versions, one where you start on in two warring factions or something like that, or two different social groups and you get a West side story in Pokemon. That'd be be awesome. I absolutely love your, uh, (laughs) basically you destroying (laughs) Pokemon. Let's go by being like baby's first Pokemon. I I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm not wrong, right? Like you, you, you are, you are not wrong. Um, uh, basically, the the thing that's making me have to choose, uh, that's making it really hard for me to choose whether or not I'm going to buy a Switch to get it, um, which is a horrible financial decision, but um, <laughs> it's, basically that I can, <laughs> it's basically that I can ride on an Onyx and an, uh, an Arcanine. Like, what? That's so cool. Yeah, I yes. think... I'm not saying that Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are going to be bad games. I, I, Baby's first Pokemon is a little harsh, but... It's definitely made for the first Pokemon games for somebody to experience or a very casual experience. And it's not, it's definitely not the game that like you and I and Scrawn are waiting for. We have Jesse and James in it. That's all I want. That's true. They are doing some (laughs) good things with it. I shouldn't be so harsh with it, but (laughs) I, I just, it's definitely not the game that is intended for a competitive audience. Which is Although I'm still going to make a competitive team in it to, cr- to crush the 10-year-olds with. We just don't know how the base stats are going to work, though, either in that game. Because they could be <laughs> completely different. Doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's probably just going to be combat power or something. CP like Well, no, so they actually have stats, like separate stats again in this. It's, it's some weird combination of Pokemon Go and main game. We don't Wait, know they yet. Changed, they changed the stats? Kind of. Yes. I mean, they still have CP. But combat power actually already is calculated in some way, at least in the Let's Go games. It's going to be calculated by like some number due to the sum of the stat total already. Ugh. It's weird. I'm not there. It's fine. 
All right. <laughs> All right. The next one is from Uncle Oshawott. That's going to be our last email today. Hey, yo, Puckalonians. It's your boy, Uncle Oshawott here. I'm a filthy casual when it comes to Pokemon. The battling and all that is fun with within Puckle, but if I'm being honest, I rarely go any further into that area of Pokemon outside of the community. That being said, I often enjoy those one-off side features in main games, such as Pokemon Ami, Contest, and pretty much any feature that makes Pokemon feel that much more real, excluding Pokestar Studios. No one liked that thing. That being said, I'd love a life, a life sim of sorts with Pokemon. Out of all po- Nintendo franchises, the obvious choice would be an Animal Crossing type game within Poke- with Pokemon. This actually wouldn't be too hard to implement at all, seeing as Animal Crossing New Leaf already has amiibo support to bring in characters from the Legend of Zelda series into the game. The one franchise I'd love to see a crossover with Pokemon would have to be, unironically, Nintendogs. Okay, before you start laughing, imagine having a more polished version of a Mii with more features that you could transfer your in-game Pokemon to. You could even have a, have them interact with Nintendogs. Well, that's <laughs> some possible options for the casual market. Are they good ideas? Probably not. But they are my best tired se- the best my tired self could come up with. Have a good Pokemon buckle sent from my Dex pod. Like, I want to sudden like you know how in Nintendogs you could find those super rare items that were like the Mario Karts. Yeah. I want to get one of those Mario Karts and then drive it around and then find that I'm being chased by a horde of snubble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could totally see a hyped up a me game happening and we're getting that. It's called Let's Go Pikachu at Let's Go Eevee because you can pet your Pikachu and your Eevee and have good times with them. I think they're opening it up so you can pet other Pokemon as well in that kind of frame. So... I think that's already kind of happening. Obviously, you're not teaching them tricks and how to like backflip and stuff, like you could with a in uh, in Nintendogs or something like that. But like, they're they're definitely coming to more realize that people want to have these kinds of interactions with their Pokemon to kind of help bond with it and make the story more real for them. Which is fine. I'm really excited to see what Let's Go has to do with uh with with the Pokemon universe. I'm so excited for like the implications that come with it, and there's just so much and i i've said this for weeks and i really shouldn't keep doing it but let's see what it has to do it's probably it's probably a good thing for pokemon overall so we can't be too mad i don't think i have anything else to say anything you guys want to end with there or or not i think we're good all yeah. right so green toros badge roll i think uncle Oshawott might have it uh, I actually think Ethan. Uh, that yeah, Ethan, you get it. What was Done. the? It was the Nido Queen statement. Oh my gosh, you were just so hung up on that statement. A thick baby mama Nido Queen. <laughs> if that, you guys, that so, could, that's poetry within itself. So Ethan, <laughs> if you would like the Green Toros badge, you can join our Discord and just let us know, and we will we will give it to you. All right. So if you guys want to send an email next week, like we said, you can send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com answering the question, what item do you think is useless and how do you think we can make it better? Send that in pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up your pucklicious week, you can do it in multiple ways. First of all, by going to PuckleCon. <laughs> it's a live event. It's happening, guys. Dayton, Ohio, July 21st and 22nd. It's happening. Be there. Be square. 
And but if you can't be at PuckleCon, you could probably watch it on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. I'll still be streaming on Wednesday. Actually I won't because I'll have a Shamu. Maybe Shamu and I will stream on Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, you know you will. Probably. And then we'll also be having uh on top of on top of that, if you want to keep doing some awesome Puckle stuff, you can come to our Discord server. You can also check out our Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, all of those links are on our website, PucklePodcast.com. We are also just Puckle Podcast on all of those, as well as the show notes. If you want more Puckle goodness, you can check out our other feed, Puckle Plus, with a bunch of other shows such as the Puckle TCG cast, the Puckle Game Corner, and of course, the Puckle Battle cast coming back with its triumphant return on July 26th. So if you want to be in on that, go search up on your favorite podcatcher, Puckle Plus. If it's not there, send me an email. Let me know. I'll make sure it gets there by the 26th. So if you guys want all of that stuff, it's fun. If you want to help support the show, you can do so in a couple different ways. The first one is by going to Twitch, actually. And if you have a Prime membership, you get a free subscription. And if you could subscribe to us, that would really help us out. You can also go ahead and go to our t-shirt store on TeePublic and buy any of the t-shirts there. That helps the show out. Finally, if you want to help support the show more directly, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where you can get a host of rewards, including being able to be on a live monthly show. There's going to be a live show going up on YouTube that we recorded over the weekend. And you can also just get awesome rewards, such as exclusive Puckle TCG cards with our faces on them, including the Bosefist card that's coming out this month to $10 a month patrons. So watch out for that in your mailboxes. So I think that is it, though. So I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrum. I'm Basket. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower is closing time.
As always, we would like to thank our patrons who help make this show possible. So thank you to Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Mongo87, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude9, The Beauty and the Geek, John R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jestern, The Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Trevor, TJ, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Treby, Greg, Alec, Carnivore J, Mikey, Ozzy, Halfful Reviews, The British Gent, Sparky, Brian, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Thomas Hansen, Locke, Dennis, Echo, Anime Gravy, Travis, Mark, Inferno, and The Real EV. As always, guys, thank you for that. Without you guys, what we can do here is just not possible. So we really do appreciate your input into the community in this financial way. <laughs> and as that, we're bumping up our patron stuff. We're going to be start doing monthly giveaways for Pokemon. Starting with next month, we're going to be giving away Zera Aura. So if you guys want to hop on that, make sure you're at the $3 tier or higher and you'll be a part of that giveaway. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.